Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed, and this particular episode of the Four Center podcast feed is our new questions and answers show. We don't have a title yet, maybe cues of the force, who knows, all I know is there is a question side of the force and an answer side of the force, and there must be balance. I am Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsack, and I gotta tell you, I know we've been trying to, you know, the news show, you put a good one out there too. I think great names, especially for bands, just kind of appear out of the ether when you least expect it. <laughs> Use of the Force is a leader in the clubhouse for me, but maybe, maybe I don't want to put it to a fan vote per se, like a cheesy <laughs> radio station, but uh, we'll, we'll let you go all, all, all weigh on it. But Cues of the Force, it's got a ring to it. I like that. 
Yeah, for a long time there we had our news and cues show, and I don't know why. I just enjoy saying cues. It's a fun thing to say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, we're going to get into some great questions. Uh, nothing's going to change from when we did the news and cues show, except for this is just the cues. And, of course, the A's. Can't leave the A's out. We're going to have two great questions from uh, listeners on Twitter and two great questions from patrons on Patreon. Uh, but first, we want to let you know, as always, that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, this week, we are continuing to recommend Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older. We are going to be discussing that book very soon. It's the latest High Republic adventure, and there is a lot going on in that adventure. So a fun listen and a fun discussion. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash forcecenter for that free audiobook. But that is not all. That is not all indeed. We have another offer, Inside Editions. Publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books is offering 35% off across their website if you use this special link, insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, the mini book of lightsabers. Oh, I love this one. It's been in my hands because it's so tiny. It fits in my hands nice and easy. Uh, been fun to look through. Again, use the link, insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35. Get a discount on us. All right, Joseph. This is. Yeah, questions. Down to the question business, huh? <laughs> we don't know the rhythm of this particular show yet either. <laughs> uh, the important thing is that we have our questions that can uh, can guide us and support us uh, like we are stumbling down a hallway. Anyway, uh, I, I even made a, a mistake on the notes where it says news. So apparently... <laughs> <laughs> the questions are news. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going to uh, Twitter first. Uh, this comes to us from Mark Shannon. Uh, apologies if I got your last name wrong. Here is what Mark has to say. Do you think in The Mandalorian Season 3, we could get an episode on Tatooine with Boba and the gang with hmm. no appearance from Din? Maybe an Ahsoka standalone episode. I mean this snark-free, as I had no real issues with chapters 5 and 6 in the Book of Boba Fett. Thanks for all the great Star Wars conversations. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for this great and timely question. Ken, where do you go with this? Do you feel like uh, there are new rules after the Book of Boba Fett? And, and what does that make you think about Mandalorian Season 3? Where there are rules now when you have to say something like, I mean this snark-free. Uh, and it's a sign of the times. <laughs> and I think it's needed. I've heard some people say, like, ah, YouTubers, you should stop saying... This is just my opinion. No, I think we unfortunately have to say it more and more and more. <laughs> that mm -hmm. is, just, it's important in this era of communication uh, to uh, highlight that. So, Mark, I get where you're coming from, uh, and it is. It, it, but at the same time, it is kind of a funny idea. Maybe they just do that. So, <laughs> I, I look. I, I think it makes some sense to spend good time uh, with both these characters in the upcoming stories. Uh, you know, the, the Mando verse, that kind of connected thing that we've talked about works, but also it's just, it, yeah, just, I mean, look at the story. It does make some sort of sense. So, um, you know, Boba appearing is, is about Din and, and his needs and, and wants perhaps, uh, we, we, you know, needing some help with Mandalore. So maybe it's like after he commits to that idea, does he go back to Boba and say, Hey, Hey, you remember that favor I did for you after you did the favor for me? Let's keep that favor train going here. Uh, and I might need some more help. And then for Ahsoka, it, it maybe it might be before. It makes some sense for me, for the character, maybe even thematically to go to a very centered, balanced character like Ahsoka, who's also in the middle of her own pursuit of something. I, I don't want to necessarily say vengeance. It doesn't sound like Ahsoka, but she's, you know, 
the, the search for Ezra Sabine throne, whatever that may be, might end up being like, she's on her own mission there. So I don't see her helping, but she has some insight into all these characters. She has some insight into Mandalore and taking it back and dark sabers and the mall and Bo-Katan of it all. So uh, I, I, I think maybe before he goes on that big thing, it might make some sense for me. Absolutely. I, I, I really uh, love that Mark said, uh, I mean, this snark freak, particularly just in, in written text. It's sometimes hard to know. And I think it is a really great thing uh, to discuss and wonder about. And it's great to know that it is not coming from a place of, do you think they're going to make this mistake again? But like, hey, that was a different kind of storytelling. Do you think they're going to do that again? I think is a really great thought. I think for myself, Ken, at this point, I, I think the answer is yes, it's absolutely a possibility. But I really do think of these uh, Favreau and Filoni shows that that grew out of The Mandalorian, that grew out of characters appearing in The Mandalorian and our characters all dealing with overlapping ideas in the exact same time period. I really do think of these as the Mandoverse. Uh, I understand why uh, they didn't use that title <laughs> yeah, yeah. or another one. Um but for me, when I sit down to watch uh, the first season of Ahsoka or the third season of Mandalorian, in my mind, it's the Mandoverse colon Mandalorian season three. Or, you know, this last one we just saw, I think really was the Mandoverse colon the Book of Boba Fett season one. Um, I just think that that is clearly the kind of storytelling that they are wanting to do with the way these characters and the ideas and the conflicts that they represent uh, in the time period uh, mm-hmm. interact so I, I, that's my first big thought is that I just want to accept uh, what I feel like we've seen <laughs> mm-hmm. is that it's a, a interconnected story that dials in on specific characters and places and moments. Um, that said, for the individual episodes uh, of a potential appearance of Boba, Ahsoka, standalone episodes in Mandalorian season three, I think it'll only happen if it serves the larger story. And this is really, I think, the crux of the discussion, right, about Book of Boba Fett is did that time with Din and Grogu and Ahsoka and Luke, did it serve the larger Book of Boba Fett story? And my the reason I like it is thematically, yes, I think it was all about them uh, choosing family uh, over dogma or choosing connection as a, a dogma, as a, as a way mm-hmm. forward. And I think that tied into the emotional journey that uh, Boba Fett was on. And then from a practical standpoint, if you really wanted to tell the story of all of these allies come in to help Boba Fett, you certainly don't want Din and Grogu just showing up (laughs) and going, how'd that happen? So for me, it's thematically connected to have spent that time together. uh, And it is just sort of plot timeline (laughs) confusion wise Mm -hmm. uh, connected makes sense. I totally agree with you, Ken, that there are, good reasons for Din to visit both Boba Fett and Ahsoka to, to Mark's standalone question. I wonder if there's a, let's say uh, I'm going to throw a hypothetical out at you, Ken. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, Let's say Din realizes early in his journey, he's got the Grogu, the N1 starfighter, and he's trying to figure out how to get to these minds of Mandalore to reclaim something, right? uh, To claim his Mandalorian identity in the eyes of the armor. And he realizes early on, yeah, I, I really need help with the Darksaber. I'm going to go find Ahsoka. I'm not sure about that Luke guy. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to find Ahsoka to teach me the Darksaber. There's a world where that's the story and Ahsoka appears in this episode with Din. But I think what, what Mark's asking is, is there a world where we need a whole standalone Ahsoka episode where Din shows up at the end in order to facilitate that story? 
Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 from my, from this vantage point now, looking uh, out on the cliff of the Metaverse, I, I don't see the need for that yet. I, obviously, we don't know, but yes, I, I, I don't. That's why I think in the end, I would say no. Mm, okay, yeah, I think the other possibility is, um, certainly, Book of Boba Fett all works for me, but it also worked really, really well. So you can just start Mandalorian season three clean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Din and Grogu are back together with a cool starfighter. I can see also some desire to set uh, Ahsoka season one up to really start hit the ground running, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, from that vantage point, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess there could even be uh, a, a world where I think the this third season of Mandalorian is going to be very much about the fate of Mandalore, of, uh, you know... Din going, literally trying to physically go to to Mandalore. Uh, mm. What if he encounters Sabine without Ahsoka? <laughs> Maybe right, he's right. the way that uh, Sabine and Ahsoka uh, get teamed up. I, uh, obviously, there's that scene at mm. the end of Rebels. Uh, but I think yeah. there's a lot of possibilities for different characters to show up who have vested interest in Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually an interesting thought I had. And, and um, I... I I don't. I was trying to Google it quick here. I don't remember if they've announced the amount of seasons for Mandalorian. Perhaps it's changed. I don't. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember hearing like a rumor or an alleged sources are telling me this is how many seasons it's going to be. But you know. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that can all change uh, 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 without a doubt. There. Um, so I had this idea, like. I think you're right. The fate of Mandalore very, 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 at some point it's going to be dealt with, right? <laughs> at right. some point we're setting that up there. Uh, I just, I still wonder, and maybe I can take it back. I, I just maybe have a desire for season three to include a lot of smaller, more personal moments and beats for our clan of two. And I use that mm. in all caps, our clan of two, the Mudhorn clan, as Mando kind of goes into those living waters or tries to get to those living waters and find out what that means. Uh, obviously I'm game for the story to take him anywhere. And, that, and that's, and, and it's kind of like a, I don't know what a different kind of redemption song for him. Cause I don't think even if he gets there, it's going to be for the reason the armorer might've wanted to him to go there. So, you know, it seems like he's moved past some of that stuff maybe, but that's also part of it. We only spent one episode there. So I guess all that say, I think he, that needs to happen in some way for me uh, before he goes on to deal with Mandalore. So if that's early on, if Soak is involved with that, um, this is, I'm just taking wild swings from a very far out point of view here on the show. Um, but I think you're right. That, all hangs in the balance, uh, you know, the Mandalore stuff all hangs in the balance all through the season, season three. Yeah, and, and if it's true uh, what uh, Kathleen Kennedy had announced that all these uh, shows in the Mandoverse, uh, for lack of an official term, are building towards a, a big group story, mm-hmm. I, I think that's either, the big group story is either uh, the reclaiming of Mandalore or dealing with something it, 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 with the, the baby first order. <laughs> yeah, Getting yeah, the yeah. first order. But what is really intriguing me with what you're saying uh, and we're spiraling off into just sort of a, a, yeah. a yeah. <laughs> uh, really speculating about season three of Mando, but everything comes from storytelling. So it's hard to, to answer these who might pop up without mm-hmm. thinking about story. I think one of the most compelling things is we've seen so much growth uh, from Din, so many choices, but I think it's significant that he made the choice to take the helmet off he made the choice that Grogu is the most important to him. He made the choice to tell the armor about it. But instead of questioning the way he was raised, instead of questioning the children of the watch and the armor, he's just right. You're right, uh, uh, space mom, <laughs> yeah. space leader of my uh, community. I did a bad thing and I'll go repent. Yeah. 
and there is really room for him going on this journey and at some point deciding he yet hasn't questioned, do I want to be a part of, Mm -hmm. of that philosophy? Do I 100% agree uh, that this is the way, like he hasn't, he hasn't uh, uh, deviated from it. He's broken the rules and now he wants to do what he is supposed to do Mm. to get penance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that leaves the door open for him to still have the journey to go. I actually, this isn't the way for me anymore. Because he hasn't rejected the way he just broke the rule, and now he's trying to fix it. Yeah, and that's what I when I was just the different different kind of of redemption songs. I, I don't think he he's redeemed himself already in many ways, but uh, this is this final one, uh, the the big man, the Mandalorian Creed, the armor, uh, Paz Vizsla, getaway apostate. Like, hey man, hey hey, I'm taking offense <laughs> to that now. I, I just I think that's still I want to see that explored more, not answered. I want to explored more, leading into. Mandalorian. And then going back to Mark's original question, then maybe there's just an episode where Boba Fett uh, is finally enjoying a nice meal with Fennec because he can feels he can now. <laughs> I'd be happy with just uh, Boba takes the Rancor out for a ride, Ranky the Rancor, <laughs> as, as you call it. Uh, yeah, final thought for me on this is if uh, Boba Fett were to appear again, if Tatooine were to appear again, there's certainly, they have a great, um, <laughs> it's this exciting uh, armored version of uh can you afford a cheeseburger today? No, I'll lend you 10 bucks and vice versa between Boba Fett and Mando. Uh, but I would really love for Boba Fett to get roped back into the story because come some someone comes to him and says, you wear that armor. You claim you have a right to it because your father had a right to it as a foundling. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on, on the future of Mandalore and somebody forcing him to deal with that part of his legacy? I'd still love to see that. Yeah, I, I would too, to be clear. I, I hope we get more Boba Fett and Fennec and, and that whole crew and Ranky the Rancor. Uh, and, and here's the thing, the fun part of my final thought here, Mark's question. Uh, here we are in 2022 having this conversation that November of 2019, I just, I just couldn't have predicted we were going to have. And that's always what I love about these Star Wars stories. Just I uh, want to see where they go and where they take us. And who knows what you'll be asking next. Who knows? Will General May Dean be continuing to help Din? We don't know. We don't know. Yes. Will that pointer pop up? Probably because they have shown a love of for Kenner action figure accessories. Yeah. That's my bold prediction. There will be more Kenner action figure accessories that pop up in Mando season three. A great question, Mark. I can't wait to find out the actual answer by watching the show. But those are some, some thoughts. Uh, move on to GDR Jeff. Uh, GDR says, if you had a chance to fly any one mission from Star Wars, which one would it be? I think I would pick the blockade run on Ibar from Season 2, Episode 7 of Rebels, Wings of the Master. I love the B-Wing design and would love to see it in action up close. Love your show. Thank you, Jeff. Love your question. Can any mission in Star Wars, where would you go? Every one I started to write down, I was like, wow, my chances of survival are... (laughs) Not good. Um, but, hey, uh, you know, and I don't even mean this in a joking way. The state of the world these last few days has shown that, hey, sometimes uh, you, get, you you when you get involved, there's no safety and security in that decision. Just your heart uh, taking you in the right direction. So I want to fly with these rebels. I want to. I want to. And I decided, taking all into account of uh, would I be like Porkins and unable to eject from my X-Wing, <laughs> I am going to go to the Battle of Scarif. Because it's mm. one I talk about a lot. I love Maratus moment. I love all that. To me, it is a battle of decision. Uh, all battles probably are in Star Wars, but this is a big just 
capital D decision made by the Rebel Alliance. This time, a, a choice is being made, and I'd love to be part of that choice in a Y-Wing, clearing the way for that message to get out and hopefully provide hope to the galaxy. That's a pretty big, valuable fight. I love, uh, I always say that Y-Wings get their due in Rogue One. They finally get to have a big moment. Uh, Gold leader leading the charge there. Uh, You know, nullifying that Star Destroyer, allowing Radis' idea of pushing uh, in to uh, emerge. So there you go. I'm going to fly in Gold Squadron in the Battle of Scarif. Oh, that is really great. We had a similar thought process, uh, ended up in different battles, but Scarif is, that's, that's a powerful one. Uh, but we went through the same process of like, yeah, that one'd be fun. I don't think I'd make it. That one would be fun. I don't know if I would make it. (laughs) So it took a, a practical approach to this question. Absolutely. Uh, I love your Scarif decision because you're, you're right. It is obviously every battle, uh, that the Rebel Alliance fights is, uh, terrifying and necessary and they choose to continue fighting, uh, you know, often with uh, terrible odds. Uh, but that first one of like, we have been gearing up for this forever. There have been skirmishes, you know, mm-hmm. with cells, uh, Battle of Adelon, all, all that. But this is the one, you know, yeah. where yeah. we are committing that this is, we are saying this is necessary and it's worth putting everything on the line. That's great. Love the image of the the Y-Wings there. Uh, the Battle of Scarif, I felt like that justified the hours I've spent playing, in particular, the Rogue Squadron video games. <laughs> Slowly yeah. tooling along as a Y-Wing. <laughs> dropping bombs trying to take out the armaments on uh on yeah. star destroyers uh, that would be fun to do in real life um but i think uh i want to say the trench run but there's no way i'm making it um <laughs> so here's the one that i think is both uh has the great emotional resolve to it i would just love to see the sights there but i also could maybe survive uh i would want to be in the battle of exegol nice. um that that I think much like Scarif was the this big D decision as you put it um, for the Rebel Alliance. That's the the big D decision for the galaxy, right? That's what makes yeah. those stories different and highlighted so well in the Rise of Skywalker novelization. That this is really the galaxy uh, deciding to stand up and make a difference and to have you know the the audacity to believe this sentiment that there are more of us so let's just stand up and push back um Mm -hmm. which is a really it's a really frightening thing to believe in an even more frightening thing to actually follow through on in any way uh so i would like to be a a part of that decision here's what i want to be flying ken since Mm -hmm. i could be flying anything right you could be flying you know just dexter's diner could have been had some jets added to it and you could be flying that yeah (laughs) in the battle of mexico any can anything can show up i want to live in a uh, fantasy reality where uh, i have got an old uh, delta 7 aether sprite jedi interceptor the one from attack the clones Uh, i've taken it to uh peli noto and she has absolutely covered it in protective armor Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as fast as it used to be. It's uh, absolutely uh, just uh, really uh, worn down by all this armor, uh, lots of shields, uh, but still that nice, cool shape. Uh, and I would like to show up there in Exegol and uh, and help out taking out those uh, those cannons on the bottom of those star destroyers. Oh, I love that one. That's a good one. That's that's the ship for you. Yeah, it w- it would be a fun ship. Uh, and I, I also it's got a lot of armor, but it's still uh, small enough that you could probably evade a lot. So you can zip. Mm-hmm. It, that seems like a a battle where you want to be in a ship that can move. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As opposed to the the, the clunky old standby Y wing that, uh, yeah, on every video, you're so right at every video game because I I didn't play Star Wars Squadrons much after uh, uh, I finished the story. I'll admit to that. But there's that one story where you are in a Y wing and you have to do a strafing run. And it, I remember one point just going, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is this is my job. The <laughs> dreams come true. Uh, and and by the way, the you know my my Y wing was turned all upside down. The screen was I was getting dizzy by flying the angle. I was flying. I just didn't do it well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love I love what you're saying there. Just it's a great ship in in the Battlefront Two. Uh, I loved slowly tooling around and trying mm. to bomb things in there. That was a great time. Absolutely great time. Um, any other thoughts on which battle you'd be in? No, but I do. I want to highlight Jeff. Uh, that's a great answer. The eye bar season two, uh, mm-hmm. episode seven of rebels. And, and uh, yeah, it's a great episode. I uh, can't wait to take some deeper dives into rebels, uh, rebels here on four center. Uh, but that B wing uh, is always been, you know, a favorite of, of a lot of Star Wars fans, but because it, it's just so awkwardly beautiful. Even as a kid, I was like, it, what's happening on that ship? Uh, and it was, <laughs> such, I love uh, the use of it and, and Hera getting it in that one episode and just the, the result of it there. It's uh, it's a great little moment. So good answer, Jeff. Great pick, great pick. And I'm realizing now that there is another problem with my selection of Battle of Exegol is that uh, it is a risk for anybody who is just a fan of ships, right? That you're in a important galactic history defining battle life or death uh but if you're a big star wars nerd you'd probably be distracted by going like oh wow is that a b-wing <laughs> and the fight check oh my gosh an n1 is here oh my god i heard that guy didn't have one no yeah, yeah. cut the nerdy chatter focus on the battle <laughs> Great question. Great question. And with that, uh, we are going to take a quick break and then we are going to be back to take two questions from our patrons on Patreon back in a moment. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we are back to finish taking cues of the force because we don't want to say the whole word questions for some reason. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, this question from our patron, Jonathan Curdy. Uh, Jonathan says, hello, Joseph and Ken. You know how it is rewatching Star Wars. Just when you think you've figured it out, something new pops out at you like Minox pouncing on your cockpit pains. <laughs> <laughs> Great turn of phrase. Uh, Jonathan continues. I was hoping you could help me resolve some canon confusion I experienced recently when a line of dialogue I must have repeatedly ignored finally clicked in my brain. In Attack of the Clones, after Chancellor Palpatine accepted emergency powers and announced creation of the Grand Army of the Republic, there is a little scene with Master Windu and Master Yoda where Windu says, I will take what Jedi we have left and go to Geonosis and help Obi-Wan. Uh, Jonathan has marked the exact second mm -hmm. in the film <laughs> at our uh, at one minute, 35 second, five respect. Uh, respect, Jonathan respect. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely great. We got the timestamp uh, the, what Jedi we have left part of the line stuck out to me because I don't know why there would be a shortage of Jedi at this moment in star Wars history. Clearly there's about to be a lot fewer Jedi around once the battle of Geonosis kicks off 15 minutes of screen time later. But apparently this was the case to some degree even before the losses at Geonosis. Is there a canon reason why Mace is referring a referencing a reduced number of Jedi at this time? If this instead is currently a Star Wars mystery, what's your head canon take of why this would be? Is this a mystery you'd like to see addressed? Uh, thanks for taking my questions. It may you be one with the Force. May the Force be with you. Thank you very much, Jonathan. This is a super fun question. Can I, I have a what I think is a canon answer, but I'm curious to see what you think. Hmm. Well, I, I'm very curious about that because, Jonathan, I feel you up top of as much as we watch Star Wars and read Star Wars and study Star Wars and, and just dive back in. There are those moments where you're just like, man, 40 years, I've never paid attention to that line <laughs> or I've never <laughs> thought about it or, man, I don't know. I don't have a clear answer. So uh, I want to hear your canon reason, but I definitely have developed some headcanon reasons. But what do you have? Hmm. 
Ooh, great. Yeah. So we'll, first we'll go canon, then we'll go full head canon. Um, I remember seeing Attack of Clones in the theater the very first time and being uh, intrigued by this line of what does this mean? Because like you're, you're watching the prequels going, how did it happen? How did it happen? And like, ooh, are they being narrowed down? Uh, and then literally the second time I saw Attack of the Clones uh, the next day, uh, I thought the answer to that line is in the crawl. Uh, there's this sentence in the crawl. Uh, this separatist movement, under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku, has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and justice in the galaxy. Uh, now, this is this takes some interpretation. That's not just literal. But for me, I think the picture that is being painted with that line in the crawl, combined with what Mace is saying, is that the Jedi are spread thin throughout the galaxy, putting out fires that this separatist conflict has created so i think he's referencing the fact that there aren't that many jedi just on coruscant physically right now to hop on the ships and go and also that there have been more jedi casualties because there are are these little fires popping up everywhere and i think uh jedi are dying um i i'm i'm gonna check the scoreboard here i think that wins in terms of canon answer we'll 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 see if uh, alex has some uh you know, comic book <laughs> over the course of uh, our time here. No, I think it's great. I think you, I think you're so right to go to the crawl and kind of just you know what's the context of this story? This this two and a half, uh, you know, two not two and a half, but uh, two hour plus Star Wars story attack of the clones uh, makes a lot of sense. And it's one of those things too. I love what you're talking about. This kind of makes you think of other things. Um, you and I have uh, talked before about how the occupation of Naboo. And in the Phantom Menace, you know, uh, they're going to take him to a camp and process them. But it always kind of seemed, you know. Bibbles, uh, the death toll is catastrophic is a false message, but also that there could be something going on that was a little a little bit more. And then for E.K. Johnson's book to kind of come back and dive into a little bit what actually was going on there. And it, it's not pretty. Right. It's it's brutal. It's it's, it's an occupation of the people there. Um, so I love what I love what you're saying now, because then it just makes you think about this growing separatist movement. And for every uh, Mina Bonteri, a name we always invoke here because of uh, what that uh, Clone Wars story means, it just uh uh, representing that heroes on both sides take, but just like, hey, there's some legitimate concerns of the Republic. There always have been. There always will be. And and that that's okay. It's okay to analyze uh, our ruling par- parties here and our ruling governments, but how just it was a little bit more uh, detailed than we'd think. And it's tip of the iceberg storytelling for me. Now I want to see this kind of almost new frontier. We're, we're get, getting the High Republic stuff. And I think we even go back in time with some High, High Republic stuff coming up in phase two to actually see the outer rim being settled. And it's going to be a little more bloody and brutal than maybe you would have thought. And so uh, who knows what's the separatist movement already, already being violent, already, uh, you know, leading to violence, even if it's not from separatists themselves or separatist politicians. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? It just you're making me think about the stories yet to be told. Yeah, I so agree with that. I so love what you're saying. This is one of those uh, storytelling moments that I'm really excited about. I think you're incredibly right to highlight uh, that moment in The Phantom Menace that if you just watch the movie and you're kind of focusing on other things, you can't think of, you maybe don't think about the real impact of what's going on there. And I think it is the same with uh, the storytelling that comes uh, in the years moving up to Attack the Clones and really intensifying right before Attack the Clones. I I know there's, you know, some old EU books and I'm sure some comics that deal with it. Uh, But I would love to see this storytelling. I think there's even kind of some evidence of it in the film. If you, uh, you know, look at lines like disgruntled spice miners on the moons of Naboo or the border dispute on Ancyon, which was in an old book, um, you could look at that. It's like, that's uh, business as usual. 
But I like the idea that, you know, Dooku and Palpatine together have just turned up the temperature on every conflict in the galaxy. So there are, you know, labor negotiations. There are, you know, border disputes. Um, there are more shipping lane uh, battles. There are maybe like some uh, cultural or or even ecological disagreements that are flaring up all over the galaxy. And the Jedi are just racing to put out all of these fires that are that are growing. You know, and there's that sense in Attack of the Clones, too, that that the Republic is frightened, that the, the separatist movement is growing and that there maybe have been skirmishes, nowhere near war, but like skirmishes. You know, so this idea that uh, the Jedi are out there just trying to stamp out all these flames. Um, it, it even reminds me of some of the High Republic storytelling when we get like, here's the big attack of the Nile, but then here's all the little flare ups everywhere. Um, yeah. I would love like a, a book or a comic series uh, this is a bad title, but called like Erosion of the Jedi about all these little conflicts that are starting nowhere near able to take out the Jedi Order, but are starting to weaken it and stretch them really, really thin. Yeah. And, and what's uh, great about this question, again, t- saying on top of, yeah, I've, I've heard heard this line and seen this scene for so long and I just haven't spent a lot of time, uh, you know, ruminating on what that all means. And I think that's the joy of going back and, and pulling these little story strings out and see how far they'll go or how far you daydream about them going. Um, the, the fact that there's a, a vote happening in an army, like I just I think I've spent a long time, especially in those early days where I was like prequels don't have any depth to them at all. Like, why are they there voting for an army? Because someone's voting against them? Like, you know, like, what's going on there? There's a risk. There's a reason. There's a reason some people are being convinced this is the right thing. Yes, that's there. And yes, we've even had discussions about it. And you out there listening may be like, no, I loved it. It's always there for me. But I, I think it was easy to, to overlook that and connect to that, that, that title crawl to that line. I think you're very right to do so. Yeah, yeah. So it is a great question. And I, I love thinking about this era and this moment. And what a big deal it is, right, for Mace to go. Uh, I kind of take it as those are the Jedi that are on Coruscant or nearby, right? Uh, in the Jedi who aren't actively in the middle <laughs> of, you know, trying to resolve some dispute. Uh, that's a big deal for Mace to go like, okay, this is a big enough problem. Dooku, one of our own, uh, formerly one of our own is behind it. Uh, Obi-Wan's in trouble. I'm taking 200 Jedi and we're yeah. putting an end to this now. You know, yeah. that's a big swing for Mace Windu. Yeah. Well, even to see, how, you know, we don't have the high Republic to fall back on in 2002, obviously, but to see just how it's, it's even difficult to move around then uh, when there's a lot of fires around the galaxy and try to coordinate efforts and everything. That's been the things I love. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's a great canon answer, even with a little bit of a head cannon kind of tossed in there, Joseph, into that, that canon <laughs> stew we've got there uh, much deeper and better than my thoughts on what Mace might've meant. Yeah, uh, I like this uh, this food recipe you're making that's mostly canon with just a little bit of head in it. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. Moving on then to our final question from Brendan Bozarth. This is a very fun one. Brendan says, hey guys, I've been playing Galaxy of Heroes a lot lately. If you don't know, it's a mobile game in which you can make a squad of five characters from all throughout the Star Wars galaxy, even including some Legends characters, and have them all fight another squad of five in turn-based combat. It's truly surprising some of the characters they've managed to incorporate, such as Mon Mothma, Wat Tambor, or just a regular Ugnaught. Also, the game has multiple versions of characters, so for Joseph, there are three different Obi-Wans, and Ken could have an entire squad of Han Solos. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, says Brendan, playing the game has given me this idea for a question. If you could have a dream team of characters from all of Star Wars, what would it be? Maybe you could pick 
uh, only pick five characters just like the game, but you're able to mix uh, both heroes and villains. I'm very interested to hear your choices, especially if they end up actually being possible in the game. Smiley mm. face. Smiley mm. face indeed, Brendan. I have not uh, played this game because I'm frightened it will take over my life, uh, especially yeah. when I discovered via this question that I could put Mon Mothman and Watt Tambor on a team together. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, uh, terrifying. So, Ken, uh, have you played this game at all? I'm not. I'm currently hovering over the get button on my phone. Um, <laughs> I've seen the game. You know, we, we sometimes have skipped over you in some of the news announcements of, of players in it. Um, but I am in a spot where I'm trying, in order to try to lower, uh, lessen my, my social uh, media interactions, I'm trying to play more games on my phone, which actually Ooh. means I spend more time on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> find something else so i've been playing like you know i have that simple game bricks and balls you got some balls you're trying to break the bricks like like it was made on a commodore um and it's working but um uh, you know so who knows i might have to get galaxies of heroes finally and build my squad and fight gosh i'm looking i'm looking at the trailer joseph yeah oh not looks really okay we better move this up you can level up your heroes oh that's dangerous oh boy all right so uh see what you've done brendan see what you've done uh yeah uh, now uh, i'm gonna download galaxy of heroes and balls and bricks <laughs> it's, it's a fun distraction <laughs> i don't want to waste time on twitter two hours later i've got to break those bricks all right um, uh, that is a pretty great picture of like uh, this discourse is making me angry i need to calm down with some balls and bricks balls and bricks. all right so uh all right so we're just gonna name our team here so we're, we're drafting here or yeah we- i think so i think so uh was this difficult for you it wasn't at first i came up with five right away and then i have some alts it's almost like a mini star wars ranked i'll get to those alts but uh in a way it was just like if we're fighting here's who i want on my team and then uh then from there uh the alts, like I said, confused me. Okay, that's what I wanted to understand before I hear your list is what your rationale was. And you were thinking from a place of like, I want to win this game. What is an unstoppable combo of of just uh, Star Wars power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I know lightsabers, maybe some blasters, but I, I got to imagine there's some fist fighting there. And again, imagine you can go to all eras, all characters. I didn't limit myself at all. Okay, you didn't limit yourself at all. All right, then uh, let's hear it. I want to hear your lineup. All right, starting with number one draft pick, Kira. She's my team leader. We need some, we need some brains, but she's proven time and time again from the movies to the comics to the books, she knows how to fight. So I'm going to put her in there. Uh, she can lead from the front. Some Tereskasi there. Uh, I really want her there. Uh, then yeah, he's, look, he's he's kind of a, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a top of the charts with a bullet kind of character lately, but Black or Satin, always mm-hmm. been one of my favorites. Uh, going back to his first comic appearances, so I gotta need him as my number one fighter. Has he lost some fights? Yeah, we saw him lose some fights, but you know, unfair odds. He could still hold his own. Uh, then I'm gonna go to Porter Engel, the Blade of Bardada. Mm. You know, I love my uh, uh, Porter Engel, and you know, he when he's not cooking nine eggs stew, he knows how to fight and do it with a smile. So I'm gonna have him in there. Just be fun to see him. And I would, I would, I, I guess I, we're not super familiar with him yet during his prime. So I'll take the stew cooking Porter. He's uh, still a badass. Yeah. And then, you know, keep it, it's kind of a cheat. I, you know, feel free to draft some of these players in your team, too. I, I got to go Wrecker. My guy Wrecker. Oh, right. He's going to take a punch in the head or 12 and keep on ticking. So there. <laughs> so I got some power. Black or Sand, Port Angle, Wrecker. Um, but I need something else. That's power. But power can be defeated. Uh, you got to be careful. Got to have some other tricks up your sleeves. And my uh, fifth choice is a wild card. It's Dr. Chelly Afra. Mm. The reason I want Afra there is she's there to antagonize my opponents, like a catcher in baseball chattering at a batter to distract them and get them upset. 
Afra gets under everyone's skin and, and on their nerves time and time again. Even women she's dated or allies, they're going to come back and they love her and they hate her. And she's going to make them upset at some point and maybe they'll make mistakes. So Afra is my little, little uh, chatterbox in the corner who also knows how to fight and use some trickery and an exploding uh, uh, bomb, anything. She's, she, she can make it happen. And I want Afra there for the fight. Oh, that is a team that it is difficult to imagine being beat. Uh, but wow. Uh, in, in a really great variety too of uh, well-known characters and the fun of I get to play this character in a video game. Yeah, and I gotta imagine having not played Galaxy Heroes that there isn't a antagonize button, <laughs> insult button, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> I hope there's a Terrascazi button. Uh, yeah, we yeah. really, really need that. That is a great list. And now you had, did you have some people that you considered but left off? I did. I did. Um, you want me to list them now? I, I hope none of them are on your list. No, I'll, okay. I'll list my team and then we yeah. can exchange yeah. okay. the ones that we were uh, tortured yeah. to yeah. let go. I wouldn't want to um, stick on your list there. So yeah, go for it. Yeah. I tried to approach this like, okay, if I'm, if I really have, could have any Star Wars character, um, I definitely want to have a powerful team. I want to have some of my favorites, but I also want to indulge in the obscurity, right? A video mm -hmm. game that will let me play a character that is like, there's, uh, there's nowhere I could ever imagine getting to play this character. So my mind did go to a lot of my favorite weirdos that people have heard me talk about a lot, but I still wanted to have a, a, a powerful team. So I'm starting with, uh, not surprisingly, my old favorite, Obi-Wan. Look, I, yeah, yeah. if I have an option to put Obi-Wan on a team, I'm going to do that. If, if Obi-Wan appeared on a beach and I had to play volleyball, I would try to get Obi-Wan on my team. I don't care. <laughs> Any team. If I was on a cooking show with a team, I'd try to get Obi-Wan involved. Any team ever, I'll try to get Obi-Wan on. Uh, it, I would go uh, Revenge of the Sith era. I was then tempted to just be like, oh, a whole team of Obi-Wans, but nope, that's not fun. Uh, but Revenge of the Sith era, Obi-Wan, uh, mm. very, very experienced as a leader, uh, still great at his defensive ability, uh, but really at that like height of his of his power, uh, very, very experienced uh, in combat and wisdom. Now, of course, you got a lightsaber character. Uh, you want to balance that out with a blaster character. Uh, but why have a character who just uh, shoots a blaster when you can also have a character who can jump high and throw their hat? Uh, so I went with Embo. Of course. Yes. Yes. Love Embo. Uh, when Book of Boba Fett was out there making random bounty hunter dreams come true, did such a great job with Black, Black Chrysanthemum. Uh, it's amazing to see the character and to flesh out the character. Mm -hmm. uh, I had such hopes for seeing Embo. So anywhere that I conclude Embo in anything, yeah. I'm doing that. Love uh, that bounty hunter and just a great fighter. There's a bounty hunter who's yeah. taking it to Anakin, I think, will uh, in the height of the Clone Wars, I think, it can can do well for me. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I, I got to go uh, more obscure because uh, that's what I would honestly do if I had this video game in front of me. Um, and I want uh, I want another lightsaber, but I really want some wisdom. I really want a, a different perspective, a different style. Uh, so I went with Jocasta New. Ooh, nice choice. Yeah, I love uh, the the stories with her in the Vader comic. Don't want to spoil those for anybody who hasn't read it. But uh, according to those comic books, uh, Jocasta New uh, is still a powerful force user. Still a great lightsaber wielder. And hey, uh, the librarian knows some secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, like like your Chelly Afro point, I don't think there is a no secrets from the <laughs> library button in Galaxy of Heroes. But it's the spirit of the idea, right? There should be. Yeah, there should be. 
Uh, and then I thought, you know what? Uh, what every team needs uh, is a healer, right? Somebody mm-hmm. who can help the wounded. I don't know if that's a function in Galaxy of Heroes, but it seems good to have on a team. And I, I thought through healers, and I came up with this uh, perhaps surprising choice. Uh, my fourth pick is Mother Talzin. <laughs> oh wow! Ooh, that's 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 a wild card. Uh, yeah, I was intrigued by combining uh, the uh, standard good guys, bad guys. Uh, Mother Talzin is, uh, not, I don't know if I would call her a bad guy, but uh, she dabbles in the dark side, certainly, in her dark side magics. Uh, I can see Mother Talzin uh, having powerful attacks, great intimidation factor, just her speaking voice is terrifying, mm-hmm. <laughs> with a massive echo. But then, you know, Think of how fun it w- would be if Embo got wounded and then Mother Talzin could do like a weird Dathomir magic and or give Embo spider legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ooh, there you go. Another, I know Mother Talzin didn't hand out the spider legs, but she, she handed out the better legs. Yeah. And then uh, to round it out, I just had to go with like the other character that like, ah, I couldn't resist uh, putting this character on a team. I'm going with Palpatine, but specifically, <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Omen Harness Palpatine. Yes, yes. I always forget is the actual official name of the claw arm crane that he's hanging from. I want just withered, angry Palpatine. He's maybe yeah. not as powerful. Uh, he can still shoot lightning. It's not as effective, but he can literally just run over people, just crush an Ugnot under a <laughs> weaponized rolling omen harness. That's beautiful. I don't know if that's an option, but I, I, I mean, look, let's be honest. By tonight, this game will be downloaded on my phone and we'll report back next week. But yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Amazing that we, uh, that our starting lineups, we didn't have any overlap. It's very, very, even in my alts, my alts, clear of your choice. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to run through quickly here. Uh, yeah. You know, in choosing Black or Satin, I was like, well, why also wouldn't I consider Chewbacca? He's pretty good to fight, pretty crafty and uh, very loyal. Good to have on your side. So go and Chewy. Uh, the other choice, uh, Captain Tarples. You know, mm. it's a good fighter. Uh, great heart. Go go with Tarples there. Uh, and then I was like, you know, not for nothing. Uh, let's not forget who's good in a street fight, real brave, and someone who's just charming and, and a good inspirational leader, Finn. Mm. I don't I don't want to over, over, overlook Finn. And then um, uh, two more choices here. Casca Reeves, only because we saw, you know, when you have Mercedes Vernado, uh, a.k.a. Sasha Banks on your team, she's going to be able to put some moves on. So Casca Reeves, uh, going to throw her in there too. But then the final choice, Joseph, because I thought about it, unless I'm wrong, he's never really lost a fight, even though I wouldn't call him the best fighter. I'm adding Jar Jar Binks onto my bench. <laughs> he does have, I, I think, uh, the comedy force runs strong in him. And even when he doesn't mean to, when it's he, he can trip his way to victory. Yep. Yep. So there you go. That's my alt. <laughs> Those are some great alts. Uh, my number one alt is uh, Ray with the yellow blade. I'd love to put Ray on a team. Uh, I've got the the opportunity in Battlefront too to to play her a lot and and with the yellow blade. And that's so great. Um, I think this was on my mind because he was in our our news episode, a new short story. Uh, Dexter with just four meat cleavers, <laughs> 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 just hacking and slashing. That sounds fun. Uh, also on my alts were some of my favorite weirdos, like uh, Luli Lo Primak, uh, that weirdo, the singer from Solo, uh, O'Peepit, uh, the ever-frustrated janitor from the Star Wars Resistance show, uh, going to Bad Batch, uh, Sid from Bad Batch. Like, look, yeah. uh, let's not forget, uh, she's a Trandosian, right? I mean, yeah. she could bite a throat out, right? Yep. 
I agree with you. That's a good choice. <laughs> and then uh, my my final two are also from Bad Batch Tech. Absolutely love tech. Can't wait for Bad Batch season two and and more great uh, tech content. And I'm gonna end with one of the uh, I think celebrated fighting species in Star Wars uh, who should not be uh, doubted or overlooked, and that is Tivo the Ewok. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, I'm going to sound that Ewok horn, and fear is going to run down the spines. <laughs> you did, and, and you and I on uh, the February Will of the Force uh, Patreon-exclusive episode discussed Tebow and the, the power of the Ewoks, so good stuff. Yep, the power of Tebow. That is such a fun question. Thank you very much, Brendan. Uh, thank you to everyone for your questions. Jonathan, GDR, Jeff, and Mark, thank you all. Ken, that's it. That is it. What a fun uh, time. Thank you all for following us on this journey, uh, welcoming Jennifer back and doing the news show, the question shows, uh, and the deep dives, everything's still going on. We, we love uh, evolving, but also keeping to the core of what we believe Force Center is and celebrating the silly, the, the simple, and the deep and the poignant all at the same time. And your questions make that even more easier. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can uh, also get us on Instagram or YouTube as well. We're going to be still doing monthly live Q&A shows on YouTube. Uh, looking for March 11th as the first one. We'll update you on that uh, as we try to uh, move, uh, not move in that direction, but just add that to our portfolio, I should say. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on ACAS, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Just search and find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support us at patreon.com slash force center where you can get that monthly exclusive show the will of the force uh you can follow me at cadnapsock or go to cadnapsock.com obviously with stuff still going on in the world usually for a new show we'll highlight charities and uh, places of, of interest to, to you know put your eyes on we'll continue that there a lot of stuff going on obviously in uh, ukraine and uh, there's a lot of ways to support i'm uh, supporting the uh, organization uh come back alive which you can get to at savelife.in.ua joseph where can they find you and what do you got yeah you can find me twitter instagram tiktok is at joseph scrimshaw and you can check out all my other comedy adventures on my website at josephscrimshaw.com uh, i would like to continue to highlight the organization vote forward this is a service where you uh, sign up to, to write letters you download a uh, form and then you write in a personalized message about why voting is important to you i do not think voting is the one and only solution to all of our problems but i think it's a big thing that we can do to try to put our voice our power out there to say this is who we support this is the, the things we believe in and uh, just get that word out there and encourage other people to use that power in whatever way they choose i'm gonna be writing a lot of letters uh, this year as we uh, look at the midterms here in the united states so if you are at all interested in that you can check out the website at votefwd.org Great stuff, indeed. Thank you all for the questions. I am now going to go play Galaxy of Heroes. Joseph, back to you to close <laughs> us out. Yep, I'm going to go play Ball and Bricks. Is it Balls and Bricks or just one? Did I screw it up? Bricks and Balls. Bricks and Balls. Bricks and Balls. Even better. Uh, very exciting to have this first uh, Q&A only show, Cues of the Force. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Maybe the will of the Force will tell us to change that title but for now for myself for ken for everyone on our galaxy of heroes team this has been force center
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.